Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us Curve for the PHNX else. Suns post game show. Win, win, win. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't hear that. Play it again. Oh, win. <laughs> win, 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 win. Curve everything else. Win, 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 win. <laughs> uh, I knew I would regret that. We need to auto tune that, put in some music, and use it as the, as the music in, in wins. If you were here for the pregame show, you will recognize that that was our very own Gerald Bourget. Uh, kudos to you, Gerald. Thank you for bringing so much joy to our lives. These, these things mean shit. <laughs> win, 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 win. Thank you all for being here for another PHNX. Uh, Suns post game show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. The Suns got another dub tonight. They took down the Sacramento Kings 122 to 117. How y'all feeling? Good. I mean, uh, they're just efficient. Never have to worry when you got Devin Booker. Yeah, that was that was a great win against a pretty decent Sacramento Kings team. Really fun game. So, feel pretty good. Fire the lasers! <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! The Kings didn't get any lasers tonight, but we sure as heck did here at BHNX. That was uh, excellent work, Espo Emma. You guys crushed that one. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, let's get into our three points of this game. Saul, would you like to tip us off? Sure, yeah. Mine is Damian Lee's three crucial three-pointers in the fourth quarter. He only hit three of them, but they were all valuable, and it kept the Suns' momentum. Uh, actually, it just it sparked the Suns to a, a nice little lead, which they did blow a little bit, but then they um, it just kept him in the game, and I thought he was very, very clutch. Fourth quarter Lee always mm-hmm. shows up. I'm going to go with Devin Booker, the man of the hour, 44 points, eight rebounds, four assists, and six steals. That's a stat line, stat line that's only been replicated one other time in NBA history. He was phenomenal tonight. He may not have had the biggest stat line tonight. He may not have been the guy that led them directly to the victory, <clears throat> but DeAndre Ayton deserves his flowers tonight. He mm-hmm. wound up with 17 points. 12 rebounds. It was six straight double-double, which is a career high for DeAndre Ayton. We were talking earlier 
uh, in the night in the pregame show that we need to see him between 15 and 20 points and have a double-double to be the guy that we need him. He was that tonight for the Suns. All very valid points, and we will dive deeper into each of them throughout the show. But I think we're going to start tonight with Devin Booker. Because... Oh, <laughs> oh shocker. Really? Shocker. <laughs> are we surprised? I think we are not. I think we're ready for it, Emma. In the darkness, <laughs> beyond the light. Sitting right here. <laughs> Welcome to Gerald, you brought up Devin <laughs> Booker. This is the whole reason why when we were deciding, hey, what are we going to talk about tonight? I was like, let him have Booker because I knew that was going to be the first thing we talked about. And the people want the girth. Yeah, so we gave it to him. Absolutely. So... Book Book shook off the rust. He shook off the Thanksgiving hangover, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. and came out tonight, had himself a night. Obviously, like you said, 44 points was huge offensive night for Book, but the six steals mm -hmm. is what I think really stood out the most because I know that here we've had the conversation about how Devin has grown as a defender, but I don't know that the rest of the NBA world has caught up entirely to that just yet. They're getting closer, mm -hmm. but six steals from Book tonight is Impressive. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, I think John Drew over 40 years ago is the only player to put up that kind of stat line that Book had tonight. Um, Who? John Drew. Exactly. Who the fuck is John Drew? What team does he play for? I think it was on the Hawks back in the like day. Like the Sheboygan Hawks? I don't, I can't. <laughs> he was one of those plumbers or uh, electricians <laughs> that used to play in the I league. I have never right? heard of John Drew. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I think it was John Drew. Let me let me check my notes. Yeah, it was no. John Drew on the Hawks in 1974. 74. He had a 45-17-4 and seven game. So pretty, I was going to say elite company, but, <laughs> Bry you know. Bryce Drew's great-great-grandfather. Yeah, right. uh, that's cool. cool. But anyway, like he's, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't his best, especially first half defensively. The Suns, we saw them get back cut a lot by this Kings team tonight, but. Book was coming up big on both ends of the floor. He played through fatigue. There was that one stretch, I think, near the end of the third where he definitely looked a little bit tired and missed a couple of layups. But other than that, like especially down the stretch when he was being doubled, he made the smart pass, trusted his teammates in a way that, you know, we've been talking about and praising him for weeks now. And he just was the man tonight. Like that was a monster performance. Devin Booker this year is better than he was last year. Mm -hmm. Devin Booker is having his MVP season right now in front of us. This was just another crowning performance. I know we're early in the year, but this is the year that Devin Booker will, can, will solidify himself as a superstar in this league, doing it on both ends of the court. Tonight's performance was a thing of beauty. We complained last game about him not uh, going to the basket enough shooting too much from the outside when he didn't have it. Tonight was predicated on getting to the hoop. And one of the things he did was get to the free throw line nine times and was a perfect nine for nine. Devin Booker is the real deal. Devin Booker will be a top two MVP finalist this year, and I think he should win it if he continues to perform the way he is. This Suns team is better than they were last year, and we haven't seen Chris Paul play with them. Devin Booker is carrying him. Why are you mad? Because have you seen some of those MVP ladders? He's like 10th in MVP. You got As no well, I name can relate. I, I, know, I get how it is. You're not yelling at us. No. You're yelling because of the subject matter. 
I yes. get it. I totally get it. <laughs> she does this a lot. I though. do. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, listen, Devin was awesome tonight. It just his mid range game is. I I mean, honestly, uh, maybe outside of like guys like Kobe, mm. um, I, I just I can't recall another player that has had such a phenomenal midi game that I can even recall. Like he's just mm-hmm. so efficient, so pure. It's beautiful to watch. It really is. Like that's that's that to me is what takes him from star to elite superstar status in my opinion. I watched Jason Tatum and I know there's a lot of player a lot of people and a lot of players that like Jason Tatum's game. He's got all the measurables. Uh he can score points. But when I watch Jason Tatum play, I don't feel like I'm watching poetry. I got that feeling watching Michael Jordan. I got that feeling watching guys like uh, Clyde Drexler, even, you know, just the, the beauty of by which they, they played the game. Devin Booker is, is beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. And, and then you add in the defense and the intensity and it just, it's an experience. It's an experience to watch Devin Booker play basketball, whether you like it or not. It's just, it's fantastic. I love watching Devin Booker play basketball and uh, I think he's really solidifying himself as, as Espo said, as as a top three MVP candidate. It's just, it just, it's it's awesome. It's we're we're fucking lucky. We are fucking lucky mm-hmm. to watch this guy play basketball on a on a night to night basis. We really are. I will say though, we are even though, like you said, on some of these um, like leaderboards or whatever from different media outlets, giving not giving Devin the credit he deserves. There are still a lot of people around the league who are giving him the credit he deserves. Um, I know in the chat somebody was saying that uh, the Kings broadcasters were going on and on all night and kind of being negative. But at one point they were being really positive <clears throat> towards Devin specifically. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing this like from coaches of other teams talking about how Devin is such a great player. We see players talk about Devin. So while we may not be getting as much respect as we think Devin deserves, there are people who are seeing it and recognizing it who are great basketball minds. Look, he better be an all-star starter this year. And I know it's predicated somewhat on fan voting, but it's all, it's all fan voting. No, it's not. It's partial. It's 25% fan voting. Uh, it's what is it? It's 25% fan voting. I thought it was 50 or 50 fan voting, 25% player, 25% media. Right. I think it is Devin Booker. It has done everything every time the bar's been moved on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Again this year, bar moved again. And he's doing it without the guy that everybody tried to give credit for the last two years for chaining the Suns team. He's been out. He's been MIA even when he was playing in Chris Paul. And Devin Booker has continued to pick up everything. He's taken on more, more ball handling responsibility. His defense has stepped up a notch. He's still efficient where he was knocked on before. This guy is doing something special. He deserves all the praise that he'll get. He deserves to be an all-star starter. He deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I will, you know, obviously it's not December yet. It's still early in the season. But at this point, like Tatum, Giannis, Book, Luca, those are probably the top four MVP candidates in my book, uh, or in my book unless I'm missing somebody. Um, but yeah, if the Suns continue to separate themselves from the rest of the pack, if they continue to do it with Chris Paul missing extended time, he will get that MVP love that we saw him get last year. 
Um, but you know, I, I'm just blown away by he only shot one for six from three tonight and still got to 44, mm -hmm. 16 for 22 inside the arc in 41 minutes. Like he just did so much for them tonight, and down the stretch especially is what impressed me because we saw him a couple of times tonight get tunnel vision where he looked off teammates or he kind of forced the shot because he was in the zone, and it's understandable. Mm -hmm. But down the stretch, when he got hit with doubles, he didn't force anything. He made the right pass. He trusted teammates. That was part of what got Damian Lee open a couple of times. Um, he, he was just phenomenal in manipulating their defense all night. Well, and we were harsh on Booker the other night. I mean, and rightfully so. He had a bad night from the floor. But when you look at this, this is what stars do. Mm. If they have an off night, an off night, you know, still he had, had decent stats. He comes back and dominates in multiple ways that next night. There's no prolonged slumps here. Uh, and so all the praise to Devin Booker, just like he took heat the other night for his poor shooting. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's that's why Devin Booker gets a longer leash right. uh, with, with Suns fans is because he's earned the right to have that longer leash. He has proved, uh, you know, time and time again that he's not only the most consistent son, but he's he's probably going to go down as one of the best sons, if not the best son, in history of this fran in the history of this franchise. Mm -hmm. um, and when he does have bad games, he typically bounces right back, and that's what the great ones do. Mm -hmm. um, so so yeah, when 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 he has a bad night like the other night, and eight for twenty seven. Apparently, it's time for me to go to bed. Um, <laughs> and when he has eight for twenty seven, uh, you know, shooting performance like the other night, he comes back, and at one point he was ten for thirteen with thirty two points. And that's just about as efficient as you could possibly get. De I'm going to say it now. Devin Booker's already the greatest son of all time. Okay. okay. When you look at his performance, what he's done consistent, consistently, where he's gotten the team, uh, you know, there have been guys that have had brighter flashes at certain times. I think this is the best prolonged, uh, you know, eight-year stretch we've seen from a guy and we've seen him grow each step of the way. I think he is the best uh, son at this point. I mean, I yeah. think that's fair to say. It's not, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not really a debate or anything like that. I don't think. I think uh, honestly, if you said anybody like Steve Nash, Charles Barkley, if that was still your go-to answer to that question, I wouldn't be like, you're wrong either. No. no. So, because I mean, they're all kind of, Similar in a but way. People forget Barkley was only here four mm -hmm. years. Right. I think yeah. he's like the best. Son. He's run. the best player to ever play for the Suns. I think, and I think Nash is the greatest son. I think Book is right on Nash's heels for that title of greatest son ever. And I think if he gets them back to the finals, or if he gets him them over the hump, then there's no debate or if about he, it. I, I or if when, he wins an MVP. When, yeah. Yeah. That's, when you, when you put the the accumulation of everything together, Devin Booker is going to be in that conversation of with those other two, um, if not leading that conversation. Now, if you want to say the best, you know, the, the, the thing about Barkley is, is he could potentially, you could argue he had the best single season of any son in history. Mm -hmm. um, and he did win an MVP. And those that's what the other two guys have. Um, one of them got to the NBA Finals and an MVP. Mm. Uh, you know, Devin's still trying to figure out the MVP portion of that, but he's still got plenty of time. So um, I think when you look at the total picture and the the longevity, um, the contributions to his team, how they went from really, really bad to really, really great, um, and right now we're seeing now in year three the consistency of that greatness, and this year specifically without Chris Paul is what's starting to set him apart from everybody else um, and really starting to move him up 
right now it's it's a three person race. If we're if, if we're going to just jump ahead, it's mm-hmm. a three person race for that the the top two guard spots in the West. Um, but I I think are they still doing that dumbass draft? I well I think they are, but. The still, starters are set. Yeah, yeah, they set yeah. the starters. To, but so, then. so he's going to have to compete with John Morant and Steph Curry. Those are the mm-hmm. only two that he has to compete against. If he can nudge one of those two out, um, I don't think he's going to beat them in the fan vote because they just they're fan favorites. Luca too, though. Yeah, which is so fucking he, yeah. Stupid. They need to classify him as a guard or a so forward. Much, yeah, you got to pick one or the other <laughs> when it comes right. to that. Right. But yeah, so yeah, I I agree with you, but I do. I really appreciate what we've seen from Book because like you were saying, like the storyline last year was like, yes, Book is the best player on this team, but what are the Suns going to do post Chris Paul? And these last 15 games or so or 10 games or so, whatever it's been without Chris Paul, we've kind of seen, okay, they're not as good as they are when Chris Paul's on the floor and firing on all, on all cylinders, but like this team is still a damn good team mm-hmm. without Chris Paul. Um, so that's encouraging looking ahead to the future with this younger core for sure. So we have a couple of things that I want to bring up from the chat. First and foremost, Code dropped us a $49.99 oh, super yay! chat. Code. <laughs> Coming up big. Way to so go, Code. Thank you, Code, there for your you super code. chat. In the pregame, we talked. And uh, if DA outplayed Sabonis, he would drop us a $49.99 <laughs> super code, chat. Uh, DM me. I got you. I got you. Man of his word. But what Code said in his super chat that was that was that he's dropping 40s like book and an extra nine for John Drew. <laughs> By the way, John Drew, not a horrible NBA player. I looked this up, right? Uh, I love this. He, he averaged 20.7 points a game, 6.9 rebounds, uh, and 1.7 assists, was a two-time all-star and an all-NBA rookie first team. So Apparently, somebody that was uh, was decent in his NBA career. That's also, good. fun fact for you, Devin Booker averaging more points per game as a son than Charles Barkley. Interesting. Okay. And then there was another comment in the chat from Manny, and they said, not to be an Espo, but are we concerned about Book's three ball lately? No. Nope. Not even a little bit. All right. I, I, Devin Booker's... Oh, this, no, go ahead. Go ahead. De- Devin Booker's not a three-point shooter. He's a scorer. Oh. Um, and you're going to have games where you're going to have five out of eight. Um, but most nights, Devin Booker is going to shoot three, three of eight, something like that. Right. Yeah. He, he, he didn't shoot phenomenal tonight and he's, he's kind of struggled from the perimeter. Um, but he does hit them when they count mm-hmm. and that's all I give a shit about. And for him, his midi is just so elite that it offsets anything. He could take 15 threes in a game and I'm not going to give a shit because he's earned the right to do that. Because of his midi game. If they could place racks out there, he'd be a spectacular <laughs> in-game yeah, three-point yeah, shooter. Yeah, I mean, like the last four games, two of six, two of seven, one of seven, one of six. So he's been struggling lately, but you also look at his minutes during that stretch, 35, 36, uh, 39 on the second night of a back-to-back, and then 41 tonight. We've been talking about this. Devin Booker has had to step up and do a ton for the Suns team with so many guys out. Uh, but Monty has called himself a hypocrite, saying I need to get his minutes down and then being unable to do so. Oh, we, I, I think that's having an effect. I do also want to I, I do want to kind of pat my own back right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to give yourself flowers? I, I am. Okay. I'm going to give myself Devin Booker flowers. <laughs> okay. Because okay. the last time I saw Devin Booker play in person and wore the books that I have on right now, okay. he had a triple-double in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, snap. So okay. what and you're saying he had is, 40. is you need to be wearing the shoes 
every Suns no, no, game? No, only, no, only on the specialist of occasions. And apparently the Kings <laughs> oh. were a special occasion. Oh, <laughs> my bad. We no, didn't no, want to okay. see no beam tonight. No, no. <laughs> I always hated those shoes. They look like toothpaste. I never understood those. <laughs> I bought them, tried them on, and had to return them. I was like, I can't, I can't rock these. Oh, man. Listen, I've known, actually, I'll be honest, there were quite a few people around the Suns who bought these shoes when they came out and mm. were like, every time they wore them, like, I don't know how people wear these shoes. Really? I don't get it. They're so uncomfortable. What, the They're Air so Force heavy. Ones? Yeah, because they'd never worn oh, Air Force God. Ones before until Book's shoes oh. came out when they wanted to support Book and get his shoes, and they just cannot do it. I, why? Those are, yeah. Who are these people, and why do they even work for the Suns? Well, I love I love Air Force they Ones. They don't anymore. <laughs> they don't. Oh, man. That, that's fair. Right, they those rotate are... through people over there pretty quick. <laughs> I don't want to say karma. <laughs> oh, God. So no. So I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like those shoes. Those are I love fresh, these shoes. fresh like Aquafresh. I just, that, that's not one of my colors, so that's why I can't, I can't rock it. All right, let's get this train back on the rails and go ahead and name our Jack King, King of the Game. Surprise, surprise, everybody. It's Devin Booker. What? Look at that. That's right. Devin Booker is our Jack King, King of the Game. He finished with 44 points. He had eight rebounds, four assists, six steals, 17 of 28 from the field. Congratulations, Devin Booker. Uh, we set the threshold early on in the season that he had to have a minimum of 30 points to be our king of the game. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was getting a little nervous. It's been like a two weeks since we'd seen Devin as king of the game. I was like, do we have to lower this a little bit? <laughs> no. no. But no, <laughs> we don't. Oh, no. <laughs> Blasphemy, Lindsay. No. The standard is here for Devin Booker, and it always will be. I but know, but I... It was. It had gone a minute. The standard <laughs> is the standard, and we are not moving that. No, right? we are not budging from. Well, this. everyone else does, so I just figured we could, but in our own favor. So, <laughs> and also, real quick, um, our friend Shane Diefenbach mm -hmm. shared this little nugget of information with everybody in the chat. Said book is a plus forty five hundred on DraftKings right now to win MVP behind Donovan Mitchell at three thousand, mm -hmm. tenth shortest odds. So if you have faith that Devin could end up as the MVP this year, those are some pretty good odds to put your money on right there to potentially win. There's that. your dumbass East Coast bias right there. <laughs> Fucking Donovan Mitchell? I know he's playing well, but he's not Devin Booker. We That ship has sailed. Gerald, I'm not great with the uh, mm -hmm. the whole map stuff and everything. Cleveland East Coast? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're in the East Coast time I zone. mean, it's closer than here. Kind of, okay. It's closer time than zone, here. Yes. Suck it there, Espo. <laughs> Suck it. Come to the king and get I your ass beat. East oh my Coast. Right? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Lake Erie, East Coast, everybody. So. <laughs> I'm looking at NBA.com's most recent MVP ladder. They got Luka 1, Tatum 2, Jokic 3, Giannis 4, Curry 5, uh, Donovan Mitchell 6, and then Devin Booker at 7th. This was four days ago. But okay, yeah. What in the actual hell? The only guy that I sit there and I go, okay, Giannis, they're ahead of the Suns in the standings. I can give you that. But freaking Luka Doncic, you got to scroll way the hell down to see where the Mavs are yeah. in the standings at nine and ten. He also like, is putting up thirty-four. I don't believe he's got a 
that team. He's the only guy they have. I'm just oh, saying why he's oh there. Oh my fucking Luka. lord with this Luka bullshit. Okay, only, the only explaining. reason why I think he's number one is because I th- I think I saw a stat earlier today on the internet that said every single unless he's scored 30 or more points, they've lost every yeah, single game. Look at me. That I don't. Uh, that's horseshit. Devin Booker. <laughs> look at me. Devin Booker. Look at me. Mira, I got something. Mira, Linda, Linda. Look, that's just total <laughs> crap. Because when Devin Booker scored 30 points and that was the only way the Suns won, he was a looter and a riot, according to the internet. And freaking Luka does it, and everyone wants to kiss his damn ass. Luka Doncic is an MVP when his team's 9 and 10. Preach, Espo, preach. Kiss my ass, Luka Doncic, and the people that are making these lists. Luka had Espo, like, forgetting the English language for a second. (laughs) Look at me. Look at me. I, I mean, thought you were about to bring something. I thought you were gonna like take us from the known to the unknown. No, it's like, like me doing something. Then you just were like, I was going to have a brain aneurysm <laughs> because it's stupid. Oh, Tracy in the chat. Welcome to my husband before puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, it just it's, it makes it's, it's very absolutely tr- no it's, sense it's to me. Absolutely true, right here. What Lace Bacon says. NBA okay. simps for Luca. They see the highlights. They see the plays. <laughs> And everybody thinks that Luca's this great player, which he is. I'm not taking mm. that away, but he's a great player on a very bad team, and that's the same shit that Devin Booker was getting run out of the gym for, according to the NBA circles, for doing. It's the same shit. Okay. I will say there's there's levels to it though. Oh. Like I'm sorry, here's like, your Booker, level. Look, Devin no, Booker's here. No, no, no. Everybody else is here. No, look, that's the level. No, it's not because Booker wasn't putting up 34, eight, and eight. Like I don't wasn't. need 34, 8, and 8. Let me take you in the, in the Wayback Machine. Let's go back to October. Suns are dead. Vibes are terrible. Mm-hmm. The media day is a funeral. This team's going to be the, the biggest disappointment. All these freaking headlines mm-hmm. we see, and they don't have three starting caliber players, and they're two and a half games back of being the number one record in the NBA. And the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the Western Conference. Suck at everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Get him, Espo. Get him. Man. That Jeez. might be one of your finest, your finest rants <laughs> so, ever. I y'all, like that. we woke up. Before the show, Lindsay everybody. had said, you guys, the energy's she, not she working. No I did. Idea. I you did. Need to pick I had it no up. idea because it was like we, had, we, we were, we were saving our energy for the show. <laughs> and then we hit a nerve <laughs> along the way somewhere. And here we are. She called us up, not called us out. That's right. Oh, my God. Neil gets it. Neil said, Girl, I still got that fresh cut flag tonight. Uh, well, you got I'm more just, levels for I'm me, just, Look, I'm just saying. I am just saying. I'm not saying Luca would be number one on my MVP board. He's not going to win MVP with a team that's nine and ten. Like we know that. But so far through do the season, yeah, do he's I put, know yes, that? we do because he's putting up numbers that are insane. But like, if the Celtics finish with the top record in the East, it's going to be Tatum. Like it's going to be Tatum, which which is crap. He's putting yeah, up like thirty-one, no, eight, okay, and four. Okay. Like, if he's at thirty, I say okay. It's crap. That's fine. If he keeps it up, he, right I now get he's that. on the he's on the best and team. And if in they the NBA finish right with now. a better record than the Suns, fine. I will give you Tatum in that case. But but you know, hearing Tatum <laughs> is fine, mm-hmm. but hearing Jokic and Luca and Ja Morant, like 
No, cut it out with that crap. <laughs> Listen, I have no problem with any of those guys winning the MVP so long as their team is an elite team and they're the he- they're they're the head of that snake mm. and they're putting up equal numbers to to to, to Devin Booker. I have no issue. I, I don't care. That's fine. But you can't sit there and burn Devin Booker um for a guy that's that's playing for a team that's not even 500 right now. That I will never accept. And anybody that wastes the NBA vote on a guy like Luka Doncic, whose team is below 500 at the end of the year, should have their vote absolutely sacrificed because there's plenty of other dudes in the league, the Giannis's, the Jokic's, the freaking Tatum's, that are playing on elite teams and leading those elite teams. And Devin Booker's one of those guys. Yeah, Tatum and Giannis is the only two I'll accept right now as the argument above him because they're above the Suns in the standings and they've been a better teams record wise so far, but Devin Booker has done more with less this year. And if you were going to slander him three or four years ago for what was going on, you got to praise him now for Mm -hmm. being able to lift this group up and taking the places where people thought they would not be able to enter this year. It's like me at the club getting in beyond the velvet rope. Nobody thought it'd happen, but if I do it, you damn well better give me some praise for it. There it is, folks. We (laughs) waited 15 minutes for him to get to that point. Oh, man. We should should also note it's not even December yet, so like MVP talk at this point is meaningless. Except for, except for all of that to get to this (laughs) point here. Mm. If you sign up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now with code PHNX <laughs> and place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and they do, you're going to get $150 in free bets. So that's where it's relevant. $150 in free bets is literally free money that you can throw down on MVP odds to potentially win. Um, what really, was that? What were the odds? What are the odds? Plus 4,500. Plus 4,500. Yeah, $4, Donovan Mitchell plus 3,000. Yeah. Yeah. A book, 4500 Yeah, I know. I was just fucking around. Also, what are the odds, do you think, Lindsay, that we can put on the DraftKings Sportsbook app that Espo actually goes to a club? Oh, I, that's why I said if I went to the club like and they let me in. 50000 No, yeah. According to his wife, no, Espo does not go No, but that, that was the whole point. <laughs> if I went to the club and I got them to let me in, you should be giving me praise, all right? Because Fair. people said it couldn't be done. Fair. Uh, just a reminder, that is code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Manny has a super chat for us. And so I think this is one that you should read personally. I think okay. you need to put a little umph behind it. <laughs> this is all caps for Asma. Let's go suck it, MVP voters. The true MVP calls Phoenix home, baby. I knew I could rely on you for a really good read of that one. Oh <laughs> Thank my you, Manny. God. Gambo, what was that? <laughs> that was you. No, that was not oh, me. Oh, I forgot to do my whiny voice. Uh, but I didn't. I, I kind of hung that up because I realized it. <laughs> Probably isn't you, so somebody's gonna be listening to the audio of this tomorrow morning and on their, their morning are commute. Hurt. Sorry guys, <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean guys. to. I feel like I need to go lay down. Like that was a lot. <laughs> it's a little hot yeah. in here now. Is your head throbbing? There's right? all just blood <laughs> brushed out of you right now. Um also Rodrigo in the chat said, Where can I get that 15 pack talking about the sun's brew that is on our coffee table? It is coming soon, mm-hmm. real soon to our friends over at Four Peaks Brewery. The Suns Brew will be hitting the shelves. We'll keep you guys posted as soon be, as those are available. Should be by the end of December, I've been told. Yeah. So. But also, just a reminder, we are hosting all uh, watch parties for U.S. and Mexico World Cup matches 
with our friends at Four Peaks. They've been a blast so far, and they're going to continue to be a blast. Our next one is this Tuesday, the 29th, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, noon kickoff, 11 a.m. watch party kind of start time. And then Wednesday, November 30th, again, noon kickoff, 11 a.m. start time for the watch party. You can register for free in the link. Uh, is in the description of the show if you do go i highly recommend you go and get there about 10 30 to get in line because it it gets packed and those seats go fast i mean we have about Mm -hmm. 150 175 people um at these watch parties they're insane they're intense they're fun as hell um and hopefully tomorrow the u.s can get a win uh against iran yes all right Yes, I suppose. You know what? I'm just going to say it. Hmm. If you agree with me on the MVP stance, too, go to the PHNX locker, get the MVP one shirt, rock it around town, let everybody be the envy of you, uh, and and just sell them Espo sent you. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, let's talk about Damian Lee. We'll save DA for next. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damian Lee saw, as you mentioned, big time in the fourth quarter. Uh, again, we've we've... This has become the norm for us. It's yeah. expected at this point. Doesn't make it any less fun, though. It's always really exciting when D. Lee comes in and hits a big three late in the game. Yeah, I mean, he was he was clutch. Um, you know, they were down by five at one point, and he had a nice uh, midi two to kind of uh, keep everybody a little relaxed, like, hey, we're, we're going to be okay. And then he followed it up with three phenomenal threes, and um, he, he was just really outstanding tonight. And, and, and really, um, the, the supporting cast – Overall, I mm-hmm. thought uh, was was fairly decent. Campaign didn't have the best of nights, and there was probably a reason why he didn't play much at all in the second half. Um, but everybody else, uh, you know, Tory Craig, huge rebound at the end of the game uh, to basically secure the victory. Tried to throw it into the upper deck, but luckily, uh, Mikhail Bridges has go-go gadget arms, <laughs> and he was able yeah. to just throw it over to Booker and seal the game. So uh, I just thought overall, these guys really can the the total. The totality of the bench unit and the 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 fringe guys um, are really what's making this team go because you know what to expect from Devin Booker. We're starting to see some consistency from DA, which we'll get to in a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and you know what you're going to get from Mikhail. But it's everybody else that's contributing, that's keeping this thing and this train going in the right direction without Cam Johnson and without Chris Paul, and you love to see it. I I was a big Bill Simmons reader back in the day. And he talked a lot about the irrational confidence guys in the NBA. Guys like Vernon Maxwell back in the day, mm-hmm. minus the crazy with Vernon Maxwell. <laughs> but guys like that, guy, I mean, even, even our own Eddie Johnson to a certain extent. Guys that just come in and think that they can, they can change a game with their shooting. And Damian Lee is one of those guys. Nothing seems to rattle him. He has no problem taunting guys when he hits a three in the fourth. And he comes through so big in those clutch moments. I love watching Damian Lee. And he was a guy when they signed him, it was like, Oh, great. They got Steph Curry's brother-in-law. We're not, No longer are we signing the lesser brother. We're signing the lesser brother-in-law here in Phoenix. And I was 100% wrong when it comes to Damian Lee. He's showing out now that he's out of Steph Curry's shadow, and I love watching it. He is 22 for 36 from three in the fourth quarter so far this season. Which is 145%, right? It, yes, basically. Yeah. basically. Math, baby. Yes. It, I mean, it's 61 for those of you who actually wanted to know the number. Oh, but sorry. Yes, 100, 145 works, so too. Because, <laughs> hey, hey. 
uh, math. Gerald went to ASU too. Oh, I know. Well, we know why he said that. It. Oh, I, that's exactly. I knew what I was doing. But he's made the third most three pointers in the fourth quarter out of any player in the NBA this season, behind only Steph Curry and Malik Beasley. I was really hoping for a good D Lee game tonight because I wanted to write about him for tomorrow, and he blessed us with a fantastic <laughs> game tonight. It was three for five oh. in the fourth, and he was. If you looked at that fourth quarter, there was not a lot from the other guys. Devin Booker went to the bench. The Kings went on a run, and they needed some type of offense from someone that wasn't Book. And the ball moved where it needed to move. Lee knocked down shots that he's been making all season. And he has just been a tremendous piece off the bench for this group. You can't say enough about getting a guy like that on a veteran minimum. Mm -hmm. I would love to know, and maybe I'll reach out to C.J. Holmes we could probably speak a little bit more to that. He's a beat reporter for the for the Warriors. What the hell went wrong over there? Like, well, so that's a question because Chris hit us with a super chat and said, "Why do the Warriors fans not like Damian Lee?" I, yeah, I don't Thank understand it because chat. he's been fucking glorious here. I, I I mean, I know different situations, different vibes, different you know whatever. But man, he I mean, I the way Steph Curry celebrated after Game One, you know, yeah, would tell you that like he he, he was. He was very well received and, and liked over there, and I, I mean, I don't know. It's simple, right? He didn't get a lot of opportunities there, didn't perform like he is here, mm -hmm. and so everybody went, "Well, he's only on this team because he's Steph's brother-in-law," which is the, the the laziest take you can have. Right. But it's what guys get painted with because laziness in takes happen to a lot of guys, and and if they and if they don't prove otherwise. They get labeled with that, and I think that's probably what happened to him in uh, in Golden State, which is probably super. Well, we know it is unfair because he probably didn't get nearly as much um, opportunities oh. or as many opportunities as he is here. And you can't expect a guy, even if a guy is a great three point shooter, you can't expect a guy to come in once every six or seven games and be able to knock them down flawlessly every yeah. single time. Well, I mean, like he, like I think that's unrealistic. It is, but he had. He had kind of, as far as his consistency, it wavered from season to season. Because like his first year there, he shot just about 40% from three. The next year, 36. Next year, back to 40. And then last year, it was below 34% from three. So I yeah, think that's probably why. he getting, though, too? I, I mean, mean, he was getting the exact same that he is here. 20 really? minutes there, 20.5 minutes here. Um, similar number of shots. Like, like how he, many he just wasn't making fourth? Yeah. They just didn't know that the fourth is when <laughs> yeah, that Damian Lee be, cooks, baby. He needs to be out there. That's their fault. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's part of it. But like, honestly, the way that they kind of made him a scapegoat for a lot of their bench issues was messed up. They made all the nepotism jokes and all that crap. Like, he's been so good here. And I think part of it, obviously, playing on a winning culture for four seasons helps. But he's just come in here and been a consummate pro, a great locker room guy and a really useful presence in the fourth quarter as well. You know, if Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, though, we probably don't see as many of these yeah. Damian Lee minutes because campaign's getting a lot of those off the bench, and CP3's coming in uh, in the fourth. So no, we this, saw it in game one, though. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know that we would have continually seen it as much as we have because they've had to rely on him over the last I mean, you shoot like that in the fourth weeks. quarter, you're going to play over just about everybody. Except for Chris Paul. As down. long as you get the opportunities. <clears throat> I would also say that um, not that the Warriors, at least last year, I don't think you could make the argument really that it felt like their chemistry was off by any means. But I just, maybe maybe this is just me being a homer 
because I'm I see these guys all the time and mm. we watch them and we know the ins and outs of them. But there's just something that feels a little bit different about this team when new guys come in. Mm. I don't know because even like years past, right? New guys would come into the team when we weren't playing as well, mm-hmm. and they would be happy mm-hmm. to be here. But it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. It's so much more genuine feeling now when new guys come to this team and they're like, "Dude, it's literally like a family." Like. These guys want to be around each other even when they're not at work. Mm-hmm. Like they want to hang out. They want to spend time together. I think there's something to be said about that that adds to your confidence and makes what you're doing having fun. Like you're having fun while you're doing it. And when you're having fun while you're playing the game of basketball, you're going to play better. Well, and I think that is a big reason why we saw James Jones get a promotion today is that culture, that that sense of it. It starts at the top. Uh, in a basketball operations, and he set the tone. Monty's continued that tone, and the players have embraced it. So uh, you can't fake that. You can't fake people enjoying coming to work and enjoying being around people. You know, and and the Suns seem to truly, genuinely have that. There's not a rift, even though at the beginning of the year everybody wanted to believe there was. But that's also why you send Jay Crowder home and have him spend you know the first few months away from the team because you don't want to upset that chemistry either because it's a delicate thing and they they do a good job as well of finding guys that are going to fit the culture and fit the playing style that they have you look at jock landale damian lee even josh akogi to a certain extent like these are all guys that have come in gotten along off the court and had the same yeah had the same workers mentality um, so that's a great thing to continue to sustain your culture, no matter who you're you're yeah. bringing in to help the bench out. All right, before we talk about DA, let me tell you guys about these really comfortable chairs that we're sitting on from our friends over at More Furniture. If you are in the market for some furniture before the holidays, or maybe you're looking to gift your significant other something really nice for the house, More Furniture is a great place to start. Uh, they did have a bunch of sales going on this weekend. They might still be happening. You can check them out at morefurniture.com. I know a lot of them were in there in person, like in their actual storefront, but you can preview everything on the internet. Of course, morefurniture.com, M-O-R-furniture.com. But we highly recommend them. I wonder if the Lakers have some more furniture at the house because <laughs> uh, they're going to need it after mm-hmm. they just lost at the buzzer to the Pacers, courtesy of Andrew Nemard. Yep, I was was beautiful. I was hoping it was Ben Matherin because he shot his mouth off about Mm -hmm. being better than LeBron. But we'll take whatever we can get when it's a Lakers. It's always a good night when the Lakers. It's always a good night when you're hanging out on more furniture, and it's always a good night when you're having fun with your friends on the Underdog Fantasy app. And we have a fantasy show here at PHNX that can give you all the information you need if you are new into fantasy or if you're super invested in fantasy. It's a fun place to hang out as well. And Espo, I know you love the Underdog Fantasy app Yeah, for a couple of reasons, right? Yeah, I actually removed myself off the fantasy show due to my fantasy football team's performance. <laughs> Waffle House, I will see you soon. Oh, no. <laughs> a feeling. Uh, but that's why I love uh, the Underdog Fantasy app because I can not have to worry about a full season. I can play one day and not have to worry about a damn lineup and injuries and all the other crap that can take down your fantasy team over a regular season. So uh, underdog fantasy is great for that. I love the pick too. Somebody I think it was pregame said, I wish I could bet 
between two guys and and how they perform. You can do that on underdog. You can take two guys in a matchup head to head and pick the guy that'll perform better. You can pick higher or lower on on stats. Do five uh, five guys and different picks you have and went up to 20 times your money. I love underdog fantasy. That's a great way to like settle bets, like Mm -hmm. to make bets, especially I'm not saying that you guys should be hanging out with people who are fans of other teams. But if you do, (laughs) it'd be a really fun bet to make with whoever your friend is, who's a, who's rooting for the other team. And you could actually make it legit on the underdog fantasy app. You shouldn't be friends with uh, people of uh, fans of other teams, especially Chicago teams. Uh, I'll say that Denver teams uh, too. Well, with Chicago, I happen to marry one, but uh, <laughs> I, but friends, that's that's a non-starter. You can marry him though. So uh, also on the Underdog Fantasy app right now, if you sign up using the promo code PHNX, they will match your deposit up to one hundred dollars. All right, DeAndre, and mm-hmm. we were all asking, can this continue? Are we going to see this consistently from DA? The Demontis Sabonis matchup with him tonight. Obviously, as Espo mentioned off the top of the show, a career-high six straight double-double for D.A. Uh, How do you guys feel like D.A. performed tonight? Well, first off, I think it's insane that this is the first time he's had six straight double-doubles. To me, it's felt like there were more streaks than that, but apparently there hasn't, so I'm glad we're at least seeing it now. But, I mean, he was 8 of 10 from the floor. Mm -hmm. He didn't get many opportunities, but he's very efficient with it and uh, that's that's the big thing to me when he got the the chance he stepped up Uh, he again hustled for the boards was doing the little things tapping balls to get to him if he couldn't get to him he was tapping it to teammates like jesus Saul. uh you know he was tapping balls on defensive end to get guys to lose a composure whatever it takes deandre ayton was out there doing it tonight and i love that uh about about deandre ayton in the six game stretch is it feels like he's embracing having to do the little things again and that's when you're going to get the best out of deandre ayton when it's okay i may only get 10 shots but i'm going to be able to be involved in other ways and really engaged in the game he is an elite ball tapper i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah, I, know. I studied all started in college um that's why they call him cup check it's a nickname i <laughs> I mean, you opened the door, Saul. You started this. Man, nobody calls him Cupcheck. His alias is Bitch Cupcheck, all right? I'm aware, but oh I just need God. you to know that this no. is your fault. No, it's you, not. You brought fault. this upon no, yourself. You got to be more clever than that. It's your fault, Saul. All right, anyway. Hey, um, PHX Scotty liked it. He said LOL. <laughs> Listen, uh, one of the things about DeAndre Aiden that I, I'm really starting to, to, to love is no matter how many times – this team wants to ignore the fact that he's wide open down low. He just keeps playing hard. At least these last four or five games, he's he's figured it out. Uh, in my opinion, to the to the point where I feel like I feel like this is this is going to be a consistent thing. I really do. The effort. It's the effort that you need from him because the effort automatically leads to to the points, rebounds, and overall great play. Um, I, he was out there tonight. He didn't do anything crazy awesome tonight. He had a couple nice moves, though. I will say that in the first quarter. That spin. Uh, he had a, that, that spin move that was just assertive. Mm. Hakeem Olajuwon, like, a, 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 the way he finished that thing off 
Um, he's dribbling the ball a little bit more assertively now. Mm-hmm. Even He even drew a charge tonight, which I'm okay with because I want to see that kind of aggressiveness from DA. I want him to, to take some chances every now and then. Uh, everybody else is allowed to have chances. He, he, he with his effort... Um, should be allowed to have some some chance, take some chances as well. And I I love that about him. You know, I, like I said a million times tonight, I felt like, and I kept calling it out a couple times. They hit the threes anyway, and they hit the shots anyway. Cool, you can live with that. But there was a there was a several times where get the ball in there, get the ball in there, get the ball in there because they were they were struggling at some points of the game, and I kept saying uh, to these guys, hey, now's a good time to get him the ball because they're struggling right now offensively trying to find it. And so I, hopefully as we, we move on in the season, they'll, they'll, they'll identify those, those points a little bit more. But overall, his, his, his play tonight on both ends of the court I thought was great. Yeah, and there were a couple of instances where it felt like the offense was getting bogged down. It felt like Booker was having to do too much. Um, and they, they did run some pick and rolls, but like you were saying, they missed him a couple times. There was that one where Book uh, was kind of probing that pick and roll and DA was there, but he sagged off towards DA and then he hit the running bank shot. So there are some instances like that where they do run stuff that's designed to get him freed up, but DA has that gravity. He's going to suck in a lot of those help defenders. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. 10 shots after the way he's been playing, you would like to see that go up, especially on a night where, you know, book is having to take 28 shots and could use a little bit of help. Um, but overall, I thought he played a really good game. I thought in the first half, the Suns were getting destroyed on back cuts and the miscommunication was off. But uh, defensively in the second half, they were better, especially in that third quarter. They held him to 20 points. So that's what you'd like to see, especially from the anchor of your defense. Well, and he got two fouls in the first half, mm. finished with just three. Like at the beginning of the season, we were so concerned because he was picking up fouls at, at an alarming rate. He's been smarter in that way, too. And I think, you know, you talk about, oh, I want to play with playoff intensity. The refs need to adjust to me. Mm-hmm. I think he realized I need to be smarter with the way I do that and has played that very well as well. Uh, Emma, do we have uh, – so Dwayne Rankin, our friend over from the Republic, is out there in Sacramento. And I got something to show you that makes me like DA even more. Okay. This is video video of DeAndre DeAndre uh, lifting weights in a towel after the game. Winner's work. Uh, I don't know about the (laughs) towel part, but the rest of it, I love it. He's uh, he's, easily, that's big weight. We're not talking some puny dumbbells. He's out here lifting and lifting heavy after a big performance. He's getting in that work. Winner's work. That's what they say on Twitter. Is that going to be the new new after wins tweet? No, that was last year's. I know, but is this one? Is this one? (laughs) This video? Yes, because it was on the ball last year. Is this this year's new winners' work? I like that. I mean, I'm down for it. You go out there, you drop 17 (laughs) and 12, and you're like, that was not enough. I'm going. I'm going to do that after after the show. I'm going to go lift. It's more reserved this year. Yeah, listen, I'm I'm cool with this. I am. I am, and I'm not trying to shit on it. However, can we wear some shoes? Just in case, you know. I mean, that's. Yeah, I mean, that, just in case something falls and breaks. The towel. The towel okay, is an okay, odd choice, right? He still has his compression pants underneath. Yeah. Still, you can see them underneath uh, the no, towel, I know, which means I know the towel was, is tucked into the actual pants. I know he wasn't out there just Y'all letting good. it all flap while he Everyone was lifting. Everyone in the chat, don't worry, you're fine. I promise. <laughs> Why is that the verb that you chose? <laughs> 
Does that surprise you? What do you mean, why? What is? It, the question you should be what? asking is, of course that is. Mr. Is or not even a question. Mr. Thesaurus, what should I have used? Literally not flap. <laughs> Just thing not flat. Let his cheese egg no, on the wind? No, what do you means, want? I shouldn't oh, have Bro, said that. Really? That's even worse. <laughs> well, <laughs> Emma's like about to Emma's leave the building. Emma's gonna walk out. She's, she's exited from her computer. I, I, I can't even. I can't even. I can't even. Oh, oh. dear lord. Winner's work. <laughs> okay. <That's it. laughs> Let's get back on track. We're gonna round out today's show with a question from the chat. Saul, I know you wanted this one to be bookmarked from Mega Giants. They said, with a 14-6 and six record, what are some of your biggest takeaways from the Suns this season after 20 games so far? Yeah, I'll try not to take them all up, but um, I love the fact that DA seems like he's rounding into form um, and he's starting to play a little bit more aggressively and, and more assertively. Uh, Booker is playing at an MVP level uh, without Chris Paul, which I think brings more attention to what Devin Booker can actually do for your team. Um, and the supporting cast has done an admirable job of keeping this team afloat and helping out Devin Booker and, and Mikhail and, and DA along the way uh, get some wins. And I think guys like Damian Lee and, and the supporting cast, much of what we've talked about already tonight um, is is exactly what is so great about this team. So, I'm sorry. I saw something in the chat and I <laughs> Was took it everything to not. Was it the Which... Uh, I'd like, I'd like the, uh, can somebody confirm my wife also texted that to me so, <laughs> with man, a question saw, mark? I was making cogent points that I didn't want to interrupt. I, know, I was trying so this, hard to when, keep it when together. You were, when you were laughing, I was like, oh, something fucking happened. I yep. can't see what it is. Yep. I didn't see I, it either. Oh my God. To, to I do have the sound of flapping in my ear though. You know, you can read Manny's new super chat if you want, Saul. <laughs> Winner's <laughs> flap. <laughs> Thank you for the two dollar. All I do is flap, flap, flap. All right. (laughs) Charles said this is PHNX Suns after dark. I hate this so much. It is. It Um, is eleven twenty three on a Monday. All right. I I will say, like twenty games is the mark that Monty usually says their coaching staff takes a step back and looks at the stats, the numbers, the rotations, and reevaluates things. This year, it might take a little longer because they've had guys out of the lineup and have had to change on the fly. But this might be a good topic for tomorrow's show as far as our biggest takeaways of the season to this point. Yeah. Like dive a little deeper into some of it. Yeah, yeah I, I'll say one thing. Resiliency, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of reasons why they could they could be where, you know, where the Mavs are. They could be sitting at 9 and 10, you know, 9 and 11. And uh, and everybody would be like, well, it makes sense. Chris Paul's out. Campaign, or Cam Johnson has a knee injury. There's all sorts of reasons why you could have made excuses. These guys didn't. A bench that we all questioned whether they were going to have enough to be of any help to this team has stepped up admirably. Like I, I'm, I'm impressed with the resiliency of this crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just the bench and how everyone everyone was worried about what it was going to look like coming into the season, how they have just completely shut all of us up Mm -hmm. and won us over as well. Like we have had so much fun cheering on all the guys on that bench. Mm -hmm. And it has been such a joy to see them be successful and find their rhythm, their place and success with this team. Like that's been special. Those are the fun storylines that are kind of under the radar. But when you're really, really committed to this team you you kind of 
hold a little bit more near and dear, I guess, because it's like guys who came from teams that didn't appreciate them, fan bases anyway, that didn't appreciate them, or guys who weren't given opportunities just because they were further down on the bench. Now seeing them thrive here and get those opportunities and really make the most of them, that's that's special. I like that. I learned a valuable lesson two two and a half years ago in the Suns' run to the finals by doubting Tory Craig, I didn't even know who the hell Tory Craig was at the at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like, he's just he's just he was just a trade for the sake of a trade, and I was wildly wrong on that. And so I have a new perspective on guys that maybe have not gotten as much playing time around the NBA or are not widely known around NBA circles uh, to give them a chance. And I think that these guys, Dwayne Washington, um, Jock Landale is a perfect mm-hmm. example, Damian Lee. Like they just needed a chance to show what they can do, um, and the fact that they're part of. Uh, listen, wh- whatever you think about the Suns, you can't deny the fact that now they have a winning culture in that building, mm-hmm. and they yeah. they have championship pedigree. Um, I, I know they haven't won a title, but they they have gotten close, and you don't just lose that overnight. And I think that helps. That comes in the form of Chris Paul, Devin Booker, um, and now Da and Mikel and, and Cam, and so. I love that about this team is that it just seems like whoever they bring into the fold, minus Aaron Holiday um, and Landon <laughs> Shamit, um, they just they just seem to just fit in and play at a at a higher level than they previously did before at whatever other stops. So kudos to this staff and this organization for for really trying to put this piece together, and obviously James Jones for being at the head of that. Lindsay, can I steal your shtick and uh, hand out some flowers? Always. All right. Uh, First off, our boy Jock Landell had loud minutes again tonight in the fourth quarter. Four minutes, had two points, had an assist, came in, gave him energy when things felt like it was starting to to, to slack a little bit, you know. And he came in, gave DA a breather, gave them that energy, loved to see that. And then we haven't really talked about him at all, but Mikhail Bridges had kind of an off night offensively with <clears throat> 6 of 14 for 13 points, but he filled the stat sheet mm-hmm. in other ways. Eight rebounds, seven assists, three steals, three blocks, two monster blocks mm-hmm. uh, as part of those three. Like When he's not on offensively, you need him to do the little things. And tonight he came up huge doing the little things. Absolutely. 14-6 with without Jay Crowder, basically without Cam Johnson, and for the last half of the and the in the last half of that 20 games without Chris Paul and you're still at the top of the west you're in a good spot Suns fans like mm-hmm. you should be excited about this because i think you know as we move forward in the season better things will start to happen in terms of moves and players coming back and health and you're just getting stronger and stronger as the season wears on so that's mm-hmm. great 14 and 6 with two bench guys in your starting lineup given given the reserves a chance to spread their wings and flap yeah give Wow, Gerald! You, were, you, were you walked right into that one too. No, I, I actually was. I was. I was about to say. You were being so like no, thoughtful with your words. I was about to say a win-win-win-win thing yeah. to end this, and then he said flap, and I was just, I can't, I can't. That, that's it, y'all. If there's one thing we can rely on, it's Gerald to bring back a joke from 15 minutes ago in like the best way possible. Callbacks. Dear God, give them the 11 and flap away. All right. All right. Well, let's do it. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate you. Before we say goodbye, goodbye, I do want to remind you, um, we got a lot of cool stuff happening over at gophnext.com. 
whether it's our merch that's available. It's on sale a lot. If you're watching this live, you've got 30 minutes to 30 grab minutes. some some <laughs> merch that's on sale. Get you some Suns gear. If you don't have the Point God shirt, what the fuck are you doing right now? How <laughs> about the grab Western PHNX shirt? You need to get the yeah. freaking on, he's on fire shirt, which is Devin Booker, by the way. Uh, the Sunset <laughs> no, Drive, which is Devin Booker. Uh, you and know his I mean? dog. Like, the PHNX that. Western font shirt. The Diana Taurasi shirt is fucking dope as hell. Like, get in there and get your stuff before it's uh, more expensive. Get your hats, But too. here's the thing. If it is... If you're listening to this the next day and you're not here with us at 1130 p.m. on Monday night. Well, too fucking bad for you. You can still pick up really (laughs) awesome merch in our locker. And if you become a diehard, which is a one-time fee annually, not only will you get a free t-shirt every single year, including when you first sign up, you also get 20% off our merch all the time. So that's how you can get your discount if you were not with us live at 11.30 on a Tuesday night. But either which way, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff going on at GoPHNX, even if it's just as much as wanting to read Gerald's article or diving deeper into some Borgay breakdowns or any other team around the Valley. We cover all of them. It's all available there for you guys. Everything is unlocked now, so check it out. Just to be clear, easy. It's up to 90% off. <laughs> it's not 90% off no, all the way. So it's it's up to 90% off. Some shirts are more than others. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and as Connor said, you get to join the Discord if you become a diehard, which is probably mm-hmm. like the best part. It really is. Okay. Because you, because you become part of the show. Mm-hmm. Like there's some things that people throw in the discord. We're like, oh, hey, we'll talk about that today. We'll grab this clip or whatever. And we usually um, take questions a lot from the discord exactly. for like all of our player interviews and stuff like that, too. So Absolutely. cool stuff. Oh, OK, I, for real, for real. I think we should say bye now. We are going to start uh, something else in the discord, too. I think we're going to do live audio chats mm-hmm. with uh, with our diehards. So get in there, get signed up so you can be part of that as well. Okay, for real, for real. Yes, for real, for real, for real. Okay, thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. for a live show for you guys on our YouTube page. And you're not going to want to miss it because pending the Suns making any changes, we should be able to talk to James Jones tomorrow after practice. So we'll have updates for you guys from him on whatever he decides to share with us. So meet us back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Fun fact, the Ahoy Hoy was actually supposed to be the original greeting you were supposed to use on the telephone. Ahoy Hoy. Win. Win, 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 win. Curve everything else. Win, 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 win. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro, Megas in control, and he ain't never.